Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all ready to do a damn thing and start a new tradition? Have some fun and make some noise? Yes! Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome to the stage uh, the host of Locked on Pals, Jake Madison! Oh my goodness! Whose voice is that? <laughs> That's David Locke, who's head of the Locked On Podcast Network, hence the name. Uh, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, so so he 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 does the Utah Jazz, and he does. Uh, he does everyone who does all the other teams. He yeah, there's he has the intro for everybody, and simple as that. And then I kind of put it into the music from local indie band Vox and the Hound, by the way, who generously donated their music. Uh, yeah, we also were also, playing Vox and the Hound uh, for the pre-show music, and... They're playing at One-Eyed Jacks on Saturday. It's like $12, and they're pretty awesome. Uh, my girlfriend Brittany and I saw them play on Saturday, Sunday? Saturday. Uh, they were playing an acoustic show at Peaches on Magazine, and they were awesome. So at One-Eyed Jack's in a really good venue. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to see them twice in one week? I, they provide me free music. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're, you're a crazy man. company man here. No, I like that. I like that. Um, we all watch the Pelicans more than once a week um, when it's in season. What so. are you judging? What? No, I'm being serious. I, I think it's sweet. You're supporting the arts. I think it's good. You support minor league baseball? I support minor league baseball. We were talking about this earlier. I do. What about it? So, like, so now that they're the baby cakes, and I know people are, you're laughing, as people are divided on the name, over, under, what's the number of games he's probably been to this year? Three. Keep in mind, I don't have a car, and I live uh, in the Garden District. So, every time, you and I run into each other, like, all the time, just kind of randomly out, and, like, the past, like, four times, it's been you on a bike. Yeah. It was Mardi Gras, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, yep. both times on a bike. That yep. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take the bicycle out on, a, on parade times. Uh, you, got, you also got to take your bicycle out to Pelicans games because they got bike racks that people don't steal bikes from. <laughs> it's true. I saw Adele Dimps riding his bike to a Pelicans game one time. Wait, in a suit. A in a suit, I did. Wait, really? I'm not sure if I'm blowing up his spot right now. <laughs> but my man, my man Double D... Deli Dimpy, he rides his bicycle to the damn Smoothie King Center. All, all of a sudden, all the bikes are going to be stolen after the first game next year. <laughs> like, Yo, if anyone listening to this wants to challenge me, I drive, I drive, I ride. Uh, it's an all-black bike. It's a, um, all black. It's got a cup holder in the front of it. I dare you to try and steal my bike. I always park it to the right of the box office underneath the overhang. Try and steal my bike, y'all. It's basically telling try you and that. steal my bike. Free bike, by the way, to the right of the box office. And guess what? I never lock it. It's a fake lock. <laughs> it's locked off my bike. Oh, I see. That was good. Welcome to Locked Off My Bike. It's actually a podcast about bike theft in New Orleans. I am your host, 
I am your host, Nola Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Nola Chris. My bike's good. Part on the part of the the network. Whatever. We're gonna stop with that. It's all right. It's all right. Jake, uh, I'm so happy we're doing this. I've been on the podcast a handful of times, but neither you nor I have done your podcast live at my comedy theater before, and we were doing it. And we have a bunch of special guests who we'll get to later on. But this is good. This is, this is a this is a momentous occasion. Because I messed with the audio here, so anyone who's listening to this like tomorrow, by the way, uh, if it cuts out and acts all weird, that's why. Uh, but yeah, no, we've never done this in person before. This is like the first live podcast. So everyone knows I write for BourbonStreetShots.com. There's a couple other people here with that, and uh, the guys who host the main podcast for the show in the know. Uh, Ryan Schwan and Michael McNamara have like dreamed of doing a live podcast for years. So my podcast has been around less than a year, and I've already beaten them. Yeah. Wow. Eat it. Eat it, Ryan and Mac. Wow. Eat it. <laughs> Don't like eat six, it. seven, and will probably like kill most of us. They are very t- – I've never met Ryan. Michael McNamara is taller than he wants you to know. Can, can we tell this story? I don't know from, the story, the, but yes. The All-Star game, like, two years ago. The <laughs> oh. Where he – so, McNamara is in town. I had dinner with him. And then I had to go to, like, work the next day because it was, like, a Thursday as Chris leaves. And, <laughs> um, and he'll come back and, like, <laughs> tell you all about this. So, I leave. I, I drop him off downtown to hang – I probably should not tell the story. I, I drop him off okay, to I'm going to stop you right now Chris. and give you an out. I'm calling a timeout. You can sub out <laughs> no, right no, now. Well, no, we can t- I, I don't know what happened. It's shoot fine. Shot. Everything's fine. Yeah, shooters got to shoot, right? And so uh, I drop him off with True downtown. I go home to go to sleep because, again, it's a Thursday. I got to go to work on Friday. And I'm at work the next day. It's like 930 in the morning. And I get a text message from Michael McNamara that's all caps. just goes, SOS. And I'm like, the, the fuck happened? And he just goes, I don't know where I am. I'm not where I was supposed to sleep. Can someone pick me up? It's like 9.30 at my bank job, and I'm like, no, can't can't come get you. Like, can you look at a street corner and tell us where you are? You're about to get blocked by the dude who's blocked more people on New Orleans Twitter than, than ever before. This anonymous person who also writes for the site was downtown and had no idea where he was. Does that make it better? Yeah, I can yeah. edit this, so like, it's going to be like bleeped out. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so that was an all-star, a good all-star game story. That was the the second, second of yeah. three times the all-star game has been here in ten years. In ten years, and uh, and I, I spend a good part of every one of my mornings uh, writing handwriting letters, uh, haikus, uh, long form poetry to the NBA to get the all-star game permanently here. Once every four years. I do the same thing to WWE for WrestleMania. Uh, my wrists are killing me. Uh, but I handwrite so many letters for WrestleMania. No, the order is All-Star Weekend, then WrestleMania, then Super Bowl, then World Cup. World Cup's coming, y'all. Final Four, let's do it. Olympics in 2029. 20, that's the wrong year. but Yeah, I don't think that's how it goes. Well, <laughs> I think they're even years. I'm they? writing a letter to change the way the Olympics runs and do an Olympics in a wrong year in a town that might not be big enough for it, but we can make it work. We can make it work. Put a, a soccer field on a damn tugboat on the Mississippi River. Let's do it. That should be pretty sweet. That's a oh, really good idea. That's pretty awesome. That's a really good idea. Yeah, they play on aircraft carriers. Yeah, they have the like exhibition games for college ball on like the aircraft carrier in San Diego. Man, I'm jealous. Why don't we do that? Do we have aircraft carriers here? We have, we have tons of boats. There's like tons Let's of Let's close in the off the Crescent City Connection. 
close up the Crescent City connection and do some damn curling. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Jake, I think that we should call out our uh, uh, start calling out our train of guests that we have. We have a bunch, so let's do it. We have a it. bunch of guests, and what we're gonna do? One? Well, I'll say what we're gonna do when they all come out here. But let's meet them all, huh? One yeah. by one. You want to do the honors? I'll let you start. Well, let's alternate. We're we're all about equality. Oh damn. Okay. All right. Who are you gonna pick first, though? That's the real question. Well, how am I do? Am I doing it like war WCW war game style, where the first person is like a big bruiser that's like here to like set the tone, or am I doing this like album style, where the first one is like an easing? My dude, my dude, just yelling at me from the audience right now. There is going to be time for Q and A soon enough. All right, there's going to be time for Q and A soon enough. All right, I'm, I'll just do it. Just pick one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, special guest. We weren't sure if he was going to make it. That's true. He uh, he is a New Orleans boy to his core. I know, uh, spent uh, most of his time here, but my dude used to live. He moved to Austin. He lives in Chicago now, but he got here, and I'm let him tell the story of how he got here. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise, my man Mason. <laughs> Mason, you got the Quad City DJs. How do you feel about that? Uh, could be worse, right? It could be worse. You don't like the Quad City DJs? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mason, you are uh, from New Orleans. You don't live here anymore, which is uh, it, which is a sad thing for the city. But you get to uh, you get to live in beautiful Chicago, and you just got in town today. Uh, how'd that happen? Um, with a plane full of Tulane freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, but, uh, you know, it was there, and uh, it was a pretty entertaining plane ride. School starting soon? Uh, apparently. Apparently. News <laughs> <laughs> today, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know when school starts. We, hey, by the way, warning to everyone, y'all about to get hit with some school zone speed limits. <laughs> y'all aren't hyped for that, but I, but you should be aware of that. <laughs> yeah, no one claps. It, well, it would be weird if everyone clapped for that. It would have been weird if everyone went, that yeah, people yeah. are excited about educating America's youth. Yeah, I think so. That's Jake, let's get our next guest out here, huh? All right. Uh, we have the man, the myth, the legend who has his own TV show here in New Orleans, Primetime Sports with Scott Alexander. Did somebody mention the big bruiser? Scott yeah, Alexander, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Yes. How you doing, guys? <laughs> Woo! How y'all doing? Fletcher's waiting for y'all. All right, what's up, Scott? How you doing, bud? I'm pretty good, good man. Good to see y'all. Uh, you, you attend a picnic earlier today? Yeah, I did. Actually, I stole two tabletops. I just yeah. sewed them together, and here we are. Man, I love that. I love that about you. <laughs> Scott, what's your... I'm very creative, man. What's your, uh, what was your day like today, man? Today? Kelly? Yeah, I'm not sure what we did today. Uh, no, we actually uh, went to a, a little function, a football kickoff function, uh, you know. My alma mater, which I won't mention, but it was a good time, and then I just came straight here. So, my days after Tuesday when my show is Wednesday and Thursday, kind of my weekend. So that's when I just like ten to have. So this is your Saturday night. This is my Saturday night. Baby. Saturday night's main event. This might right be here. actually Sunday night, but no, <laughs> not according to what you. Oh wait, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Sunday. The weekend is Saturday, Sunday. Good to see this man. I'm beard light right here. I'm venti. You're grande and you're mucho grande. Right? I, Chris beats me like every day of the week. You used to have a beer when I met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, uh, you know, I, I want to enjoy my summer and then once it gets cold in Chicago again, bring it back. back. Yeah. Yeah. You, you snip this one off and just take a little bit. If we had Jason Comey's here, he puts us all to shame. Yeah, yeah, but his, yeah, but Jason's beer's got like 
got like birds in it. Birds in it, you know. <laughs> I love Jason a lot. Dead birds. Shit. <laughs> Probably they've been in there a while. All right, get our next guest out, Jake. I want you. Oh, I want you to do the honors. All right, this is a guy I do love, and of the entire panel up here, he's gonna have the best hair out of everyone. WDSU sports anchor Fletcher Mackle. Bring him out! Bring him out! Bring him out! <laughs> Fletcher, do you think you have the best hair? Be honest. This is a tough hair panel right here. This is a tough. It's not me. I think I have awesome hair. I'm 52. That was probably the most humble thing you've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) Fletcher, thank you for uh, for being here. Uh, What was what was your day like? What was it like? What was that thing you did right before you came here? It was a lot of football today. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Saints and Texans. That's right. I overslept for that one. Yeah. You overslept for it? Yeah, it was a little early. I was doing my, <laughs> was doing my fantasy football uh, you know, research about the four in the morning, and the alarm hit at eight, and I'm like, I'm done. Damn. Damn. Fletcher, when's the last time you were up till four in the morning? It's been a while. Yeah? Yeah. So I used to, I used to stay up quite, quite a bit like that, but, uh, but now that I've aged a little bit, I find it harder. You know, now I just want to, like, you know, go to bed and wake up early. I, I know that sounds, like, curmudgeon-like, doesn't it? Like... I've turned into the person who liked to stay up till four in the morning and sleep till noon to now the person who wants to go to bed earlier and kind of like wake up earlier and do stuff. I know that that's just so boring. He's off this panel. You know what? <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like the same this. way now. Let me just say this. I did. I did. Uh, I knew we were in the bywater tonight, so I just I wore my tight pants. <laughs> yeah. I wore my skinny jeans. Where's the video when we need? This is like hipster, like right? Is, I don't know if that's so cool anymore. No. I figured I was coming out. Watch it. You're doing water, the damn thing. So um, I'd wear the tightest pants I had. For those of you listening, like listening it. at home in the car, or the bike, and your go weird go kart that you ride around Kenner with, um, uh, Drew from BourbonStreetShots.com is snapping some photos, taking some video. Those will be on the I website. Can, you can zoom in nice and close on Fletcher's <laughs> pants if you want. You can join the the Facebook group that someone just started, Fletcher's Pants. Uh, it's not a moderated group; it's anything goes. So feel free to jump in there and get wild. Um, Jake, we got one more guest. We do have one more guest. Uh, another great writer for BourbonStreetShots.com. Uh, he goes by Kumar. We like to call him Shemit. Come on down, buddy. Shemit. Round of applause. Yes. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Chris? I'm so good, man. Same question. It's the question on everyone's minds. What did you do today? <laughs> I spent the better part of my day rolling around. I have the... You're injured. Yeah, I am injured. I'm on the... You know, it fits because this team has so many injuries. The writers... This team? Both teams. Us? Uh, the Pelicans. Man, watch your mouth. But, but, uh, so I have have a desk job, and being behind a desk, I sit a lot. Okay. And that's, I guess, caused problems with my back recently. And so one of my coworkers has a giant exercise ball. And I'm sure you can imagine, you know, if you replace a chair with an exercise ball probably don't get any work done because you just want to keep bouncing and bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. Well, that's what I did for the, you know, eight hours I had to go to work. You bounce up and down for eight hours? You know who had an exercise ball as uh, a... We're going to get in so much trouble. Um, I do believe Rita Benson LeBlanc got rid of a chair and had an exercise ball. There goes your credential. Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) I was like, this is a mistake, but we're already here. I can edit it. Uh, (laughs) Right? Uh, That doesn't get... That that probably gets extra work. Yeah, they don't like her anymore, so it's like it's all good. Um, Because we're totally qualified to talk about this. 
<laughs> See what I did there. Um, anyway, that's okay. Yeah, Man, I hope you she, edit she this. didn't get much done when she had an exercise ball, oh, and wow. then now she doesn't we just get, went there. get the teams. Listen, I'm here. Uh, I'm here to keep this ship on its wheels and keep us moving towards our goal, which is doing a uh, doing your podcast uh, live here at the New it's Movement recording. Comedy Theater at 2706 St. Claude Avenue. Oh, we got our panel in place. We got our audience. We're all chilling. We're hanging out. We got some drinks. We are, uh, and I got some questions. I'm going to ask y'all, Jake. Uh, it has been one of my dreams to temporarily be you for 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> And I'm going to become you. Way too long. I'm going to become uh, you right now, okay? All right, let's do it. It's been my dream for years, but the dream is to be you for a, that amount of time. But the dream is more than 25 minutes old. Does that make sense? You lost me, but yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to play uh, uh, our version of Around the Horn. Uh, round of applause if you have seen Around the Horn on ESPN. For those not in the know... Uh, we, uh, you get, you're going to get asked a question that I'm going to uh, semi-arbitrarily award some points based off of your answers. And the points I'm awarding are all in honor of our, of our squad, the New Orleans Pelicans. So I'm either uh, – I'm going to be giving away uh, two or three points in honor of Anthony Davis, jersey number 23. I'm, I'll be giving away a pair of one point, so 11, in honor of Drew Holiday. And I'm also awarding uh, zero points in honor of Boogie! Yay! All right? So uh, every round, someone's getting two points. Someone's getting three. Someone's getting one. Someone's getting one. Someone's getting – Nothing. That's going to be called uh, the, the, the the boogie points, the opposite of what boogie's going to give us this year. I was like, I don't know if you want to call it that. Yeah. It, it, well, well, it's in honor of this jersey number, but it's the opposite of what my dude's going to do. That totally makes what sense. What would y'all do if boogie won MVP? That's not the question. I'm just, I'm just wondering <laughs> that. What would y'all do? Cry. Cry? Like oh, tears of happiness? Okay. <laughs> so was like, I danced on Burberry. Because you're upset that Anthony Davis. Don't they generally know the questions before going in? Yeah, that's, nope. a good, that, 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 that's a good thought. This so Scott, Scott made a good point. Yeah, that we uh, you made two good points back to back. Gave you no rest, of, no rest in between, and back to back. This isn't a real question, otherwise you'd get three points. Yeah, he would get. Yeah, he would get the most points. Six. Scott wants to know why didn't we get the questions ahead of time? Uh, and it's because I didn't want to give you. The oh, why did we even know this is around the horn? I just thought I was coming for some fun. You wrong, bro. Right. You are coming for some fun, right, but you're also coming for this game. All right. Um, our very first question. This is one of my favorite questions, one of my favorite discussion, like bar bar topic questions. I want to know which member of the New Orleans Pelicans you would most like to take a road trip with and why. Now, a road trip being defined as, uh, I'm going to say, minimum six hours. So you're at least going to Houston with no traffic. You're going, at, at the most, ten hours going to Houston with traffic. Um, Mason, who, who you got? Zero points. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know this is going to all be on the podcast. Can I just say a guy that just got traded? Buddy Hill would be my hands fun. down guy to go with because he might take me to Jamaica on a whim. I'm taking Buddy Hield on this one. Did I go out of turn? I'm sorry. You go. You went with an ex-player. Ex-player. In a wild expectation, he might take you to Jamaica. I'm, I'm an optimist. That's why I'm a Pelicans fan, baby. I like that. I like that. Mason, who you got? Um, let's go with uh, Alexis Aginsa. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. What kind of car are you driving? Well, I've got like, I probably need six hours to make amends with him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so at least six hours. That gives me enough time to really, um, you know. Patch up whatever uh, you know wounds 
that we must have in our relationship. But uh, well, please share those from, 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 from Twitter. We should specify, yeah, yeah. which is actually funny because um, for the end of the season last year, my uh, they gave out. Uh, to all this, uh, randomly chosen season ticket holders, they gave out, each player went to give a gift to, to a, a certain season ticket holder. And my parents were randomly selected, and they got matched up with a gin set, and they got his giant signed shoes, like size like 22, and, and they're like, do you want these? I'm like, I don't think they belong to me. I think they belong to you guys. But I, I think I think Ajin says the guy. So, so to clarify for people who don't know what's going on here, he, you know, Mason's, what, what's your true, at Mason Ginsburg? Did I get it right? I something can't right. remember. Yeah, something like that. You used to have um, an 88 up in there. Yeah, I know it's like up. there were numbers. Um, said something and included Ajinsa telling him how he was playing well, and then I think Ajinsa tweeted you back being like, just don't include me on this shit or something <laughs> like that. Like, he complimented him, and he was like, no. Yeah. Like, stop. He gets lost in the translation. Right. Fletcher, who you got on your road trip? Um, I would probably just take Amir Ashik. Right. That's- because I've always kind of wanted to go to Istanbul. And so I would be fascinated to learn about Turkey, considering I feel like I know the other guys anyway, you know, who they are, what they're about. We've interviewed them enough. I feel like maybe I used to, I used to always joke about with Peja Stoyakovic, who I thought was great. I loved him when he was here. But when he wanted to give interviews, he was great. And when he didn't, the accent got a little heavier. Is it kind of like, I really want to talk right now, so I'll kind of make it a little harder. I think Ashik would be much better as a conversationalist than he is when we ask him about basketball. So, yeah. I like that. I like so, that. So All right. We're going to get done the next two weeks, though. I would have to go with Dante Cunningham. Uh, he definitely has a sweetest ride. So if we're taking a road trip, That's we would have to go with a ginormous truck. And he also likes to do fun things like fish and camp and all that kind of stuff. So we could definitely make it like you know a week long, two week long affair. Oh my Just goodness! Fun, you, know? you are really blowing this out. I mean, Let's take know. two weeks to go to Houston. You are yeah, opening up Google Joe. Maps. You are clicking navigation. And you are saying avoid highways. <laughs> and uh, I think like last year he took one of the rookies on a on a hunting trip where they like kill the wild boar. Like how fun would that? I wouldn't kill more, but Dante wouldn't. I can watch it and I can write about it, and we can go back and have fun in the giant truck. I love that. That's a very good answer. Uh, Jake, who you got? Um, I'm actually picking Czech Diallo. So I remember there was a game uh, I was covering. I was up there, and he sat down next to me, and he just grabbed the menu from the courtside seat and looked at a hot dog. And I was like, $9 hot dog. And <laughs> like, offended. And he just looks at me like I have the answers to this, the guy with the media credential and who doesn't work in the arena. And I was just like, yeah, that's crazy. So, you know, if you're on a road trip, you want to stop at all, like, the divey, cheap spots for food. And clearly, Czech Yala doesn't want to pay $9 for a hot dog. <laughs> So we're going to go to all of the dives and have, like, the best food ever. That's how it goes on a road trip. I like that. Very good. So, uh, okay, I'd like to award my points right now. First of all, I'm giving my three points to Kumar over here. That's a very good story. Very, It's very sweet uh, sentiment there. Um, I also love the idea of you taking two weeks to go to Houston. Um, I hope you're accounting for that same amount of time coming back. Maybe It's, it's, just... it's a counterflow, right? It's going to take a while. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Uh, I got to say, I'm giving zero points to my dude Scott over yeah, here. I are minus two. Yeah, you picked to do this not on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you stole the most fun out of this group. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. 
And um, I'm going to give my pair of one points to, to Fletcher and Mason. Uh, and I'm giving my two points to uh, to Jake right here. I love a good hot dog story. I hate hot dogs. <laughs> love a hot dog story. Um, so let's get, to, uh, let's get to my second question here. My second question is... Um, okay, so we, there's a merchandise shift happening at the Smoothie King Center, uh, or in the whole, entire NBA. Adidas is out, and Nike is in. So uh, let's have a little bit of fun here. I want to know, with Nike being in, let, let's pretend like you can have any type of merchandise you can imagine in the Smoothie King Center. What kind of merchandise do you want to see? Let's get wild here. Any kind of merchandise what would it be? Come on. Skinny jeans, right? I mean, Fletch is wearing them. <laughs> so might as well have Nike branded skinny jeans that say Pelicans on them. So they're skinny. Where, where's the, where are the words going? Is it like, is it, is it, is it vertical? What? Oh, that, that's, you know, it's more creative than I was going to be. I was just going to say like under the pocket or something, but vertical going down. So the branding goes oh, where yeah. you can't see it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. Don't want anyone to identify you. Yeah, I feel you. All right, Jake, who you got? Um, I want just Pierre the Pelican mascot costumes for us to buy. He's an amazing mascot. Why just have one of them there when you can have multiple creepy birds? Hey, well, that's the original one. Oh, oh throwback, Pierre the Pelican you mascot uniform. Damn it. I should have thought it. Well, I thought of it. I'm still talking. You guys can't cut me off. <laughs> that counts. That's mine. That's I a came very, up with that. Very good answer. All right. Watcher. Um, I would say since we're in... New Orleans and our city has a uh, like a reputation for sin and you know sometimes you walk around the French Quarter I would say since you asked for like a totally out of the box idea I would go like a full blown like you know like bondage sex shop with Pelican's gear. Now he's checking. Now you're begging for points. That is like not where I thought he was going at all. That was awesome. So that's three points right there, right? I mean. Yeah. The wrong That's where my head went. And they have like you know like the submissive and different roles they want to play. So a, a whole new uh, a whole new. Uh enterprise for the Pelican's merchandise to be used. That's a very bald, inappropriate choice. <laughs> I wish your wife was here now. All right, thank you so much, Mason. Who you got, or what you got? So. From the first year in New Orleans moved here, the one thing I really wished I could buy that I couldn't were the Peja heads. When they ran up and down after Peja hit a three, I would love just, even if it's a new, like, who would it be this year? I don't know. Anyone who would make a three for New Orleans would be great. But I would love to buy, <laughs> I would love to buy one of those Peja heads, the giant ones. I love that. I feel like I wrote a 50,000 word article on BourbonStreetShots.com uh, 10 years or six years ago, whenever, about why those went away. And I miss those things. Yeah. I think it's stuff like that, that uh, that's good to hook the fan base. They, had, a little they bit. had Bellinelli heads for like two Yep. Well, it was flags. It was flags. Was it? No, they, oh, they, they have might have been too? Italian flags. They, they definitely had Italian flags. Yeah. yeah. Definitely had Italian flags. Great. Uh, hey, that's a sweet answer. I like your thought process there. All right. My man with the donut so far. Uh, Scott, what you got? I wanted to say this originally, but now that I've heard all the answers, I'm going to stick with mine. Because apparel is too easy. Bobbleheads are too easy. Ball gags are too easy. What do you, what do you, eat, most, what do you eat most at a stadium or an arena? Hot dogs. You don't put it on the hot dog, you put it on the bun, the Nike thing, on the bun, as you eat the hot dog, put the mustard on. Everybody in the stadium, at least every other person has a hot dog. 
about one in twenty-five might buy anything y'all are thinking of. Get Wait, the, get the Nike Insignia on the bun, and maybe the hot dog as well, just in case somebody doesn't like carbs. Let me get this straight. You want to put a hot dog in the gift shop? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I thought you meant anything sold in the arena. So okay, you fair buy enough. the thing and you have the bun. You see Nike, a big old Nike, little burned in on that. And then you put it on the hot dog as well, the bun and the hot dog, and then, just listen. Your typical Nike hot dog in the hallway. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying, you got to think out of the box. We're all talking apparel here. Hey, Nike's, Nike's just bun. chew it, right? Just chew it. <laughs> <laughs> just chew it. Just chew it. All right, I'm going to tell you right now, you're getting zero points, guys. <laughs> I love you deeply, but you're getting zero points for that. Uh, ain't no one wants to buy a hot dog well, at the same place points. where they sell shirts. Um... <laughs> I'm going for zero. Look, look, uh, I'm being. Uh, oh man, this, this is tough. All right, so so we got so we the got we got we got uh, <laughs> we got inappropriate stuff over here. We've got uh, we've got Peja heads over here. We've got throwback Pierre's. Throwback Pierre's. So you're getting my three spot. Jake's getting my three spot. That's a good idea. You coming up with that? Uh, Kumar, so what was yours again? <laughs> Skinny jeans is, is pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you one point. I'm gonna give Mason two, and I'm giving Fletcher one point as well. Um, all right, so who cares about these points? It doesn't matter. <laughs> but let's keep I'm going. going for on. Zero on every round. That's what I want. I hope that you don't try to give me a bad idea because if you give me an intentionally bad idea, it's gonna accidentally be very good. Don't <laughs> just double. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got we, we've got room for one more question. Then we're actually going to flip this into a uh, into a fun Q and A with all of you. If you want to uh, ask anyone up here a fun question, a little interactive serious podcast. questions are cool too. Whatever. Like, the, if you actually have Pelicans questions, you can ask them. Yeah, this is like will, the this is that. like the cotton candy version of it. We can do the steak and potatoes version uh, of the podcast in a few. It means something that people know. All right. All right. I want to know. I want to know what you think would happen if we switched Drew Holiday and Drew Brees from the Pelicans to the Saints. All right. So, uh, so, so I want to just hear all from all of you. What you what I want to hear what you think is going to be going to go going to go down. Drew Holiday is the quarterback for the Saints. Drew Brees is uh, is a guard uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans. Mason, what happens? Um, nothing good for for Drew. I mean, <laughs> which which Hol- holiday? Okay. Sorry, fair, that's that's a fair point. Drew, Drew. Just I I don't know. I can't imagine going through what Drew Brees goes through on a daily basis, seeing all those giant people coming at me. And uh, I, I think I think Brees would fare better than Holiday because he he might not he he probably won't die. Like, I, I'd be scared for holidays. Like, he's got a wife and a newborn. Like, no thanks. Yeah. All right, Jake, what you got? I'm actually kind of optimistic for both sides. One, the Saints have what finished eight and eight the past seventy nine. Thank you. The past I feel three like years. Feel like he wrote these questions. So like, he's too ready for. No, I actually don't know these at all. I've been trying to cheat and look at the yeah, sheet, I but, but Chris keeps holding it close to the chest. So I also, can't. it's a, I have it in weird code. Yeah, it, you, you I'm looking not... at this, it makes like zero sense. Yeah. This, this is like the army code breakers couldn't crack this thing. So look, when if you're looking at the Pelicans, Drew Brees can stand in the 
quarter and probably hit open three-pointers that he's going to get with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, and I'd be willing to bet Drew Brees played some high school basketball at some point. So cool. We're good there. You're a court spacer, Drew Brees. You flip Drew Holiday out on the Pels. Their offensive line has not looked too good in preseason so far. You need a guy who can run for his life. Holiday's kind of fast. All of a sudden, you've got a scrambling quarterback. That can kind of work. That probably drags you to seven and nine again. I love that. Great. Butcher, what you got? Yeah, I was going to say, I hate that. I don't know if we can split that point, but... uh, (laughs) Technically, you can, because I do have a pair of one points here. I would say, say, well, like, Drew Brees played that. Drew Brees thought he was going to be a basketball player. You know, That, that, that was like his first love that he wanted to be. A basketball player in Austin, so I, I'm envision, envisioning like Steve Nash. So you know the, the winner that he is, you know, finding a way, little guy. Um, so I uh, I would be optimistic about about Drew Brees, and then Drew Holiday is kind of a smart cerebral player. They say almost too cerebral, and that would be perfect in Sean Payton's offense. I didn't hear that. So uh, so so yeah, I think that would I think that would be fantastic for both teams. I like that. Thanks, buddy. All right, Kumar, what you got? Drew Holiday for the Saints, Drew Brees if you, if you look for the Pelicans. At the Pelicans' history of rotating guards, we've done a lot worse than Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> we've had, does anyone remember Nate Walters? <laughs> Gal Mechel, right? Some Dude, of these people can't even line. make up. <laughs> you stole my line. Putting Drew Brees on there probably doesn't push us back any more than we were used to. Now, on the other hand, when you put Drew Holiday as a quarterback, I would just run play actions every single time where he is the receiver and someone else is throwing the ball to him. He's probably got to be like one of the fastest, biggest, most athletic dudes out there, right? At 6'4", um, being able to jump as high as he can and all that. Yeah, just make him a downfield threat. Cool. Thank you so much, Kumar. All right. Scott, give me your weird uh, answer. Well, you kind of took mine, but I'm just going to go this. The first thing I thought of is Drew Brees as the point guard for the, the then Hornets, now Pelicans. Reminds me of the guy from Gonzaga. You know, little Dan that tried to take over abject failure, so that's not going to work. But Dan Dickow? Dan Dickow, who I love, but in the NBA. I want to say something but really is, quick. He, if anyone can provide me with a photograph of that billboard that said, I believe in hustle and had Dan Dickow, like, <laughs> diving on the floor, I will pay you so much money. I want a picture. We'll go right here. I want a picture of that billboard so bad. Will you give so me bad. points right now? <laughs> I want a picture of that. Because my phone is deep, baby. Really? 64 megs. Oh, Scott over here bragging about the space yeah, on his phone. I no space. I have eight. But on the other side, Drew Holiday, no one wants to follow a Super Bowl winner. It's like trying to follow Final Four coach John Brady and your Trent Johnson. You cannot do any any good. So you're trying to follow Drew Brees. Uh, no, Drew Holiday's not going to do that. So these, unlike Fletcher, who thinks of success, two abject failures, not going to happen. Dick Al. And Brady. That's my final answer. All right. Great. Uh, uh, let's, let's award some points, all right? Well, just for fun, we're going to get Scott. Mason? We're going to get – say what? Oh, we didn't do Jake? Yeah, we, we did everyone. We did everyone. Oh, I, 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 everyone? I let you go last because I knew I was already giving you zero points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that drink real quick. Yeah, you can have that drink, actually. We're good. We're good. Uh, I'm going to give you zero points. Um, well, there are some there are some really good uh, really good points made. I want I wanted to give you all the points because of Dan Dickow, jersey number two. I wanted to give well, you two points, uh, but I gave you zero because I, I am zero. I'm consistent Thank and you. I'm fun. 
I haven't seen that before. No one wants to finish in fifth with two points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm gonna give. Uh, I, I'm giving. I'm giving Mason. I'm giving Mason the three here. I'm giving. I'm giving Jake. Jake and Kumar the one, and I'm giving Fletch the two. So that get, that brings our total here. Your last place finisher, as we all know, <laughs> is drinks on the house for last place. Though. Scotty A over here. We got. I uh, got you, Scott. Fletch has got four points. Jake's got uh, got six. Mason's got six. Kumar has five. Do we Y'all, have a tiebreaker question? Jake and Matt, yeah, yeah. Game Jake, on, buddy. Game on, tiebreaker question. All right, and I actually do, I do This have, was, like, not set up. It's amazing how the two hosts of uh, Burger Street Shots get the six. Hey, <laughs> two hosts of what? Let's get it down today. Host locked on Pelicans. I didn't do that on purpose. I don't know what I'm doing over here. I'm just adding up numbers and drinking drinks and having fun. All right, so, okay. So here's my bonus question. Uh, I want to hear a one-sentence answer. Uh, so we are at an improv comedy theater. Uh, this is the new movement. By the way, if anyone wants to take improv classes or watch improv comedy shows, you can do that right here. I go to tnmcomedy.com for more information. One of the things that we teach in improv classes is that you t- take a concept and then you heighten the concept as the scene goes on to keep the audience interested and to uh, increase the humor in what's going on. So I want you to heighten something that I think was a highlight, a very fun uh, highlight of the uh, of the New Orleans basketball off off court scene last year, which was DeMarcus Cousins at Mardi Gras with underwear on his head. So I want you to give me a one in one sentence heighten heighten that moment. Give me something something bigger than DeMarcus Cousins at Mardi at Zulu Mardi Gras day with underwear on his head. Mason, what you got? Silence. <laughs> This Just is dead time on the podcast. It's cool. Um, That's where the ad goes. Yeah, there's going to be a spot right here. This is where the right o- after this, we'll be back in a second. Maybe it depends if the ad fills. What we got, buddy? <laughs> I got nothing. You go too. All right, I'll go first. Um, on that float was Tim Frazier and Anthony Davis. Tim Frazier's gone now. Semicolon. No, full colon. Disaster. Literary. Yeah, I, I do game. have a creative writing degree. Wait, what happened? Okay. On the float with DeMarcus Cousins with, with underwear on his head was Anthony Davis and Tim Frazier. Tim Frazier is now not on the team anymore. Colin. Disaster. Wait, I don't understand okay. what you're saying right now. <laughs> I hate all the brown ones here. I love lamp. I love lamp. Wait, be easy and say like. It's bad that Tim Frazier's not here. My God, do you guys want me to spell it out? It's actually not bad. We have Rondo. We're fine. Oh, Tim Frazier's not here. My God, come on! This wasn't that hard. Well, I don't know. You guys know what colons mean? Man, we've all been hanging Dude, out. He's got like all of this face. ammo now to use against me. We've in this been segment. at this happy no, hour here for the past nothing. two hours, and no one here wants to talk about semicolons. Let's right? dive into grammar. <laughs> no, full colon. I tried really hard there. I was like, oh, God. Just, I'm just going to hang my head. I've been all over during semi. I was just going to say. Thank you for the what, hug. What, Mason, what you got? What, what was he doing wearing her panties on his head? 
Whoa. That's, that's weird. No one's seen Major League. All right. <laughs> well, sometimes. I did. Sometimes. Yeah, really the, no one's seen Major League. Yeah, no, I got it. I remember. Sometimes <laughs> the fourth quarter of a game is a letdown. Like and sometimes the final round <laughs> is also a letdown. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give the points. Uh, I'm gonna give the points to Mason because Jake can't win. That'd be weird. Cheating, right? That'd be weird. Uh, round of applause for Mason, everybody. He came from Chicago. He came from Chicago. Mason, uh, as per tradition, you get uh, you get exactly thirty seconds to speak your piece. I, I can begin around the horn. Uh, we we literally to, moved the mic to do this. Say what you want to say, Mason. It's your time to shine. Go. Well, um, first of all, I, I just uh, I want to thank everyone for coming out. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be serious because this is a really cool event, and um, you know I, I I really do love the Pelicans and I love uh, the fact that we have fans out here supporting the team, and it's uh, I, the team's been through a lot and fan support has wavered. It's you know it's had ups and downs, more downs than ups, but uh, hopefully good things are coming and uh, just keep with it, guys, and really appreciate y'all. That was really good. Could I tack something onto this, by the way? Yeah, so as I put the mic back down, so again, the audio is probably going to adjust. We, we actually have, like, people in the theater here. So for a, num- for a number of years, like, we've done watch parties for Bourbon Street Shots. And there were, there were games when, like... Can I say something real quick? Since this is a podcast, there are thousands of people in the audience. Thousands of people. He wouldn't... The Fletcher wouldn't lie. Like, never. Yeah, he's a prof- he, like of all like there's professionals, and then we have Fletcher and we have Scott. Well, that's a professional. Right? No, we you're Ball a professional right too. Hold on. So look, like I, I've done this with Bourbon Street Shots for a while, and we we've done watch parties and things every year, and I've been to so many watch parties where we've gotten like three people to show up because the team was bad, and like look, let's not lie, no one wants to go watch like a shitty team. This is awesome. Season hasn't started. We've got a bunch of people in the audience here. This is really cool. So thank we got six. all of you. <laughs> we have thousands of people here. So like, thank you all for showing up. Like, this is one of the reasons why we do this type of stuff. It's not because like we're making tons of money. No one. Well, maybe these guys are, but like some of us are not making tons of money out of this stuff. So like, thank you guys for showing up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you all so much for showing up. And speaking of you guys, we're going to flip this project over uh, to all of you to uh, to workshop a Q&A segment of uh, this show slash Jake's podcast. <laughs> uh, so let, let, let's do this right now. So um, so there's no mic to pass around. We're going to just raise we're your hand, just and then we are going to yeah. repeat the question for the podcast listeners, and we'll go from there. My dude over here. What do you think this team's ceiling is? What do you think this team's ceiling is? Fletcher? Uh, ceiling would be five or six. I mean, I, I, I look at the top four seeds right now and say, you know, Golden State, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, and Houston. Mm-hmm. On paper, I would yeah. say, look like the. So I, I know people are high on Minnesota because they've done some really cool things this offseason. Um, and, and I know Denver is like a sexy team because Millsap seems like he's a great fit with what Malone does there in, uh, in you know, I guess what they were able to do with Jokic last year. Um, but if the Pelicans, you know, if Davis and Cousins come out and Cousins has an MVP-type season and Davis is great and it all works and they find, you know, the right pieces to put around those guys and a lot of ifs. But if if it all comes together, I guess their ceiling would be five or six. I think back, you know, I was lucky enough to start working here in 2002, right, when the Hornets moved here. So I've covered every single team since they got here. And I remember when the team came back, 
from Oklahoma City after Katrina, and they won 37 games, and they came out the next season and won a franchise-best 56. Nobody thought, like, maybe a fringe playoff team, and they finished second in the West. So I don't think they're going to break into the top four unless things go really sideways in Houston, which I, I, you know, I'm not sure they are. So as the ceiling, I would say five or six. In the floor, I would say 10 or 11. And, cool. and really, where do I think they're going to land? Not to monopolize all the time. Um, Too late. Probably, yeah, <laughs> probably eight or nine. So. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Kumar? Um, I kind of operate with a different definition of ceiling. Um, I would peg their ceiling as the three seed because you have Golden State and you probably have Houston or San Antonio that are going to take the top two, three seeds. But if you look at all the other major teams, Oklahoma City, even Houston, Minnesota, teams that are projected to be better than the Pelicans, they added a lot of new big pieces. And we all saw the adjustment period that the Pelicans had when they first added DeMarcus Cousins. And this whole offseason, they've been working out together, trying to find that chemistry, trying to find that rhythm. And I think that's where we have an advantage over some of the other teams. And if things really, really click and, you know, injuries happen to other players or whatnot. But if you're talking about absolute ceiling, I, I can see it three seed for sure. Cool. Uh, I, I, I want to keep the questions coming, uh, and we'll go, to, we'll go to Mason, Jake, or Scott next. Are there any other questions right now? Yes, sir. If there was one player you could replace on the team, not AD, not Boogie, who would you, who would you replace him with that has a similar salary? All right, if you could replace anyone on the team, not AD, not Boogie, who would you replace and, 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 and with who with a similar salary? Scott? Omar Ostrich with anybody that's alive in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ten points back. <laughs> I mean, if, we, if we were rewarding points, that's three right there for that. Um, this is like, that Zero. Excellent. No, that, that would be the guy, obviously, to replace him, to replace him with. Um, I suggest somebody like maybe, I don't know, Kevin Durant. Would that be fair? <laughs> so back to, the, back to the ceiling real quick. I was going to say something real quick. 5230 is what immediately came to my mind, to be honest with you. And when you said Oklahoma City, you kind of stole my thunder. No pun intended. But actually, I didn't even think about that until just now. But no, no, they have, that, they have the adjustment period, Paul George and Westbrook. And they might have some issues. So I think the ceiling which is just the ceiling, is the fourth seed, possibly the third if things combust in Houston. That has to be injuries. So fourth seed is where you can hope for. More realistically, I think six to eight is where they'll end up. They're going to be in the playoffs. Two quick things. I think that we should replace the phrase uh, stealing your thunder with stealing your Sonics. (laughs) (laughs) Two, zero. Two, two, I think that uh, I would would miss Omer Oshik because I like seeing him eating food out and about after games. And uh, I, I have seen him more than once eating food. And uh, and each time I've seen him, this is a true story, each time I've seen him, it was after a game in which he actually had a, a, a fairly aggressive uh, offensive rebound and dunk. And, and it's happened every time I've seen him. Right? And, and every time I've seen him, I, I've said to him... So all three times. Not... <laughs> not I, I don't mean like, like 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 catching the rebound and dunking in traffic. I mean like grabbing the rebound, you know, pump fake, pump, you know, that kind of thing. But um, put the ball on the ground, put the ball on the ground, put the ball on the ground. But I see him, and every time I see him, I'm like, I'm like, dude, do that more often. He's like, I know, <laughs> I will, I will. Wait, can we talk about Omar eating for a second? I we've jumped the shark already. Um, so one of the restaurants I love downtown is Marcello's. Marcello's? I don't know what you say here. Sponsor. Uh, well, yeah, I need to reach out to them after this podcast. 
Uh, girlfriend Brittany and I saw him park in front of a fire hydrant in his Porsche, by the way, go in, get takeout, and then leave with no one recognizing him. Yeah. At seven feet. That's in- <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's literally in, like, Pelican's gear. He's in, like, shorts and, like, a Pelican's, like, sweatshirt or something. Hold on. I and, like, wanna- no one just bats an eye at this dude walking into the Italian I want to be, hold on. I, wanna, I got a different voice here. I want to I wanna, I wanna say that New Orleans is very good at not yeah, messing with no people no in doubt. situations like Actually, that. Actually, no, that's a true thing. So, But no one recognized him either. Nah. It's <laughs> also, also him. Another story I have was uh, I was at the Bulldog Uptown on Magazine one time, and Jason Bugs. Smith was trying to come in. And again, this is like a seven foot white dude, and no one yeah. there. It was like on a Wednesday, so you get the free glasses. Like no one. It's like, oh, this dude is probably some nothing. I don't think our crowd I, recognized Jason Smith at this point. I disagree. Everyone loved Jason no, Smith. I love him, what happened when the Clippers came to town? Blake Griffin, and Blake we had a little Griffin. WrestleMania preview. <laughs> Uh, I love Jason Smith. I wish he. I wish he operated a used car dealership here in the city. Uh, Mason, who you got? Same question from before. Who would you replace on the team, uh, and and with who with a similar salary? Yeah, I mean it's Omer. Even if you want to say, I mean Solomon Hill's overpaid, but I mean he's not making that much more than Omer, and Omer is a waste of space at this point. Um, I mean it's got to be it's got to be a wing, right? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of guys with comparable salary. I don't know what Batum got, but. I mean that's that's a guy to look at. Max. He's not. Yeah, he got it's more. It's more. Max. <laughs> Are you upset about that? It, it, it's tough. Uh, it, it's tough to figure out like the salaries and things yeah. without having like the numbers in front of us. To be honest, um, but like I think everyone's gonna pick Omerashik. If you were looking to say replace a guy I that's not who would you? Okay, let's go. I would have picked Rajon Rondo, and I would have replaced oh. him with. With, I would have replaced him with Jimmer Fredette for the minimum. There we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, Dan Dickow Jr. Well, because here's the thing. I look at it and say, you need a shooter. I got one laugh. That's my I, I mean, look, and I, I mean it half jokingly, too. But you, you said, who would you replace? That's Rondo's on a minimum deal. You know, Fredette was the star. We have extra space know. in this One guy point. can shoot, you're right, in this right, office, and the thing other is, guy can't oh, shoot. The, the general manager constantly the said, we need shooting, shooting, shooting. So you signed, you know, a non-shooter in... You know, my, uh, my good friend is the sports director at the station at the Newey Scruggs in, in Dallas at the NBC station, and he loves to tell stories about how Rondo destroyed a season for the Mavericks. Oh, yeah. And, and I understand, Carlisle's much, you know, you know, it's a much different structure than what Gentry will run, which is far more player-oriented and looser. But I, I you know, if, I hope Rondo's a success, but I just have bad feelings about Rondo. So for a minimum salary, I would have given Jimmer Fredette a flyer and just said, dude, just start popping him and see if he falls in. You had me at Rondo, but not at Jimmer. Anybody that might be able to penetrate a little bit. It's a trade Omer for Chris Middleton, right? That's the the answer. 100%. If it's a non-Omer player, if it's like a rotational guy you're talking about, um, I would want to upgrade each one. Um, he has a nice little like eight and a half million salary, so like you get plus or minus two of that, you get into like the ten million range. Um, obviously, these guys aren't available right now, but like someone like Danny Green instead of Etwan Moore, that'd be amazing. You'd have a, a sharp. But you shooter. see, but that's not fair. That, that, that's why I picked that, that, like yeah. like so forget fair. So available. If we want to go available, like, I would even go after Terrence Ross in Orlando. Uh, 
Orlando. Orlando does have a lot of wings now, and right. you don't know what they're going to do with them. Yeah. Like, I, if I were the Pelicans, yeah. I'd be looking at their roster going, what are they trying to do? They drafted young players like Isaac, and they and they, then they're signing veteran players like Simmons at 27. Not that he's he has a ton of NBA experience, but he doesn't fit like with what they're trying to do. And I, I look at that and say, Orlando certainly has a lot of pieces they could move as well right. if they wanted to do it. But, you know... You know, I agree with you. Like, each one more for an upgrade, but who's an upgrade in the same place? Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean? It, it really depends. Like, I, I figure even someone like Courtney Lee would be an upgrade. If you can get yeah. someone Some that's what? a similar player, but just a little bit Eric better. Gordon? Yeah, Eric Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Chief, baby. How's it going? Yeah. Oh, man. That ended that question. Well, right. that's a, <laughs> what else do people yeah. want to know about the Pelicans? Go ahead. All right, who is your favorite player that is no longer on the Pelicans or Hornets, and uh, why are they your favorite player? Jake. Are we, are we okay, so we, some clarification. Like, can I say Chris Paul here? Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, of course it's Chris Paul. Like, this, I, I don't think there's another answer. Okay, Come Mason on. Wait, 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 no, now, hold on. Speedy Claxton. Hold on. I think, I think, I, Jake, I think you I'll, might be. I'll tell you this. So, you're answering the question, who is the best player? No, like, no, no, it's also favorite. So, like, okay. the, the reason I got into writing about the team and now hosting this podcast was, I bought season tickets in 2010, where the last playoff year before the most recent one, where they took the Lakers to six games in the Lakers first round. And I'm from Los Angeles, and originally, like, I have a post on the site talking about how I'm no longer a Lakers fan and a Pelicans fan instead. For the record, Hornets by the, the way. Hornets, no. no, it was it was Pels all then, right, but right. we switched over. It was like a small transition, but. That series, he put up a triple-double in, like, game five that sent it to six games. That was maybe the most unbelievable single game. game yeah, he did. Yes. Like, most unbelievable thing I've seen. It just, it's, it's a, one game will, is enough to endear you to a guy. Also, Jason Smith, because he just fucking hip-checked Blake Griffin <laughs> and knocked that motherfucker on the ground. My season tickets are up in 309, and they're right by – it's behind the basket, right by, like, the Pelicans' entrance going in. And when uh, when Jason Smith got ejected from that game, he's walking through, just going up with his arms like a goddamn wrestling move, going like this. And the fucking crowd yeah. went nuts. Was, that was, was Paul's first game back. First, too. first game back. It was yeah. awesome. How was that, that game? Yeah. All right, that was my answer. Scott, what you got? Speedy Claxton, two words. Speedy and Claxton together. Really? Yeah, I love that little little two game spurt he had. Scott keeps banging center, on the table, the table the that's housing the microphone, by the way. I didn't know the zero, by the way. <laughs> Phil, uh, Speedy Claxton. No, I love Speedy. Uh, but as far as really miss, I love the thing Jason did, Jason Smith, I mean, bringing that in. But I actually had an affinity for Baron Davis. I got to tell you, I loved him. I didn't like his attitude, but when that guy was on, he was on. And, you know, he was a little surly with the media, a little surly with everybody around him, including his friends. However, uh, I with the coach. With the coach, <laughs> the coach yeah. Killer. Yeah. Coach Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. You put me on the spot. They tanked at the end. No, he tanked. Yeah, he that, get fired. Yeah. I don't miss that part about him. But by, by the way, can we call out who the voice of that question is, Mr. John Brady? Dale uh, Brown, everybody. <laughs> Dale Brown. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, former LSU head coach took him to a Final Four. We get, we're going to shut you out. Don't worry. We got you. No, man. I got a question. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. He brought it up. I got it. He's talking about Rondo uh, and his approach and his uh, attitude and the adversity that he doesn't handle as well as some other players at Kentucky when we yeah. coached against him with Tubby. I don't know if they yep. speak. Now he's a he's a personality to handle. Yes. Boogie is a personality to handle. 
Who's going to oversee the locker room? Who's going to make that team function? When you talk about talent, I'm not, I'm not debating the talent and the potential of what it could be, but who controls the locker room and makes that team function when adversity does get They think it's going to be Rondo. No. No, I swear, that's what they said. They think he's a leader now because the players in Chicago said he was a leader. That, that's the crazy thing. Yeah. It's going to have to be Drew and Solomon Hill. Right? Yeah, it has it's to be Drew, period. Yeah. And, and Drew's never been a leader, though. I, I know. Kelly, I didn't check, but they called him Boston. I know. Sacramento and in Dallas. It's like, that's what, when they well, signed Rondo, I was like, oh, no. This, I like it. It's something to think about. I agree. I agree with you. I mean, I just think that teams don't hit some adversity. Who's in that locker room that can stand up and overcome so, so to clarify, just because we have the mic facing one way, no, that's a good question. You have you have multiple guys in this locker room that are known volatile personalities is maybe the way to Two put it. Them. Two of them, or just you, big no. personalities. Yeah, big that. personalities oh, in right. in Rondo and Cousins. They're volatile. We, yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. So like technical fouls don't last. No one listens to this thing. Uh, they do actually. That's the cool thing. Um, so, no, you have two, let's call them big personalities in here. The, the good news is, from what it sounds like and who for sure knows on our panel here, that they did get along in Sacramento. They were both teammates there with the Kings. That's a good start. The other thing is the Pelicans do look, and this is being very rosy, and this is not necessarily the right approach to take, but they have put this out there, that they have a good locker room. And like you said, yeah. Fletcher, Drew Holiday and Solomon Hill are the two really good influences. Solomon Hill, who was a first-year addition to this team last year, after losses and bad losses like to the Nets at home, we can't ever forget that one, would step up in the locker room after the game and try, at least try, I'm not saying if he did it, right the ship. At least you have a guy who's willing to do that. Anthony Davis is known he needs to take on a larger leadership role. Again, whether or not they accomplish this task is a question. They're going to really be tested this year, and we're going to find out. So, yeah. All right, what other questions we got? We got time for one more question, actually. Sure you have a different answer to my question. What was your question again? Favorite player from- oh, PJ oh, Fletcher. PJ Brown is my guy. Like, local guy, Louisiana Tech. Class, you know, night in and night out gave us all. So PJ Brown is, you know, forever my favorite player. PJ Brown's a really good answer. I'm I, I'm happy that PJ Brown is the is the jersey that's ha- that that's on display in the Louisiana Basketball History Museum. That's that that's chilling in the Smoothie King Center. Uh, I I I pay my respects to that every uh, every other home game. I go there and I just I look around and I wink and I make kissy faces. You and pour one out. I pour some. I, I pour out my smoothie uh, in front of in front well, of that's it. That's a good question. Other than PJ Brown, who are the ones that played on all three levels besides? Brandon Bass came to in the home state. Brandon Bass was drafted by the Hornets, obviously, LSU and high school. That's uh, a really good question. I mean, Mar- Marcus Thornton didn't play high school here, so he doesn't get in. But as far as the other three, who are they besides Brandon Bass and P.J. Brown? Brandon, Brandon Bass, because of Byron Scott, never really played professional basketball. Pretty more of a practice squad. Who? Morris Hawks all right, so Marcus Thornton. Well, that's three. Okay, yeah. so I got yeah. it. But uh, he went to a junior, junior college first. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I think. All right, and so <laughs> shout out to Marcus Thornton getting the the fight song played after he, uh, he after he drilled guys. threes. I love yeah. I love that so much. All right, so final question. What do we got? Give us a good one. Let's hear it. Do you expect the Darius Miller gamble to pay off? Do you expect gamble? the Darius Miller gamble to pay off, Mason? Well, I mean. 
I don't see it as a gamble. It's <laughs> there, I mean, there's zero risk, right? He's a minimum contract for all most part, yes. Yeah. Um, and everyone who's seen him play overseas has said good things about him. I'm, you know, it's the NBA. You got to be skeptical. I mean, th- that doesn't often translate, but. If he's going to knock down threes, I mean, that's what they need. They need someone who can make threes. He's got pretty solid wingspan defensively. Um, so that's the end I'm looking at. I think he'll be able to make open threes. He, he shot decently well on low volume when he was here as a rookie. But um, if he can defend at a capable level, then I think he'll, he'll get some spot minutes. I tell you, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how Darius Miller is at media day because when he was a rookie, uh, when I was talking to him at media day, he was very much like – very much like not knowing how to handle uh, certain questions, and he was just very much, very much a rookie. And and uh, with AD and, and Austin Rivers, right? Yeah, right. it's yeah, a four-year right. guy. And, uh, and, and I, but I'm excited to see uh, now that he has some miles on him. I'm excited to see uh, to see what he's like. Uh, this uh, September 25th is media day, correct? Monday, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott, what you got? Well, the real gamble is Rajon Rondo. There's no gamble when you talk about a guy that you don't have to like take a risk on, but. The, can I change that question? Who thinks yeah, the no. Rajon Rondo gamble is going to work right. out? Fair enough. Is that a, that's a bigger gamble because he's going to play a larger role. I mean, his contract isn't a gamble. Yeah. It's a minimum right. deal but for one year. he's starting on this But you're right. But putting him in a piece, how does he fit with, with the baggage that comes with him? It's, it's a huge gamble. I agree. And uh, I, I don't think it's going to work out well, but, you know, it's from my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Kumar, what you got? I want to go back to Miller for a second. Um, I, to answer your question, the coaching staff – and the front office are surprisingly high on Miller. Um, they, well, they drafted. Well, the general yeah, manager drafted. Right, right, right. But the staff as well, uh, the coaching staff as well, they foresee him playing a good chunk of minutes this season. They, they want him to be a rotation player. And chatting with some of them, um, they seem to feel like he has gained a lot of confidence uh, over his time in Europe. One of his issues that he had beforehand was, you know, he kind of he wasn't assertive in any, any sort of way, and he had that one game I think where he played point guard against the Clippers, and that was like his best game. Everyone was like, why can't he do that on a regular basis? And I think he's gone. Uh, he's had a lot of growth over the last few years. It's just totally uncertain uh, to say if, if any of it will translate at all in the NBA. I mean, they're vastly different. I, th- I think the biggest thing is there, there's not a ton of risk here with him. If it works out, that's great, and you've got him on a cheap contract. If not, okay, who cares? It maybe hits a three here and there. So before we wrap up, because we are pressed for time at this point, thank you all for showing up and coming out and doing this first of the live. I think we're calling them New Orleans Basketball Social Clubs is what we're going to do here. Uh, and we're going to be doing these once a month, so tell your friends. Come on out again. We're going to test different dates to see what works out best for everyone and make it just – we'll find a time that everyone loves the most. And we happen to have a number of great guests here in Fletcher Mackle, Mason Ginsburg, our host Chris True. We've got Scott Alexander of Primetime Sports with Scott Alexander. Check that out. And we've got Shamit Kumar, whatever you want to go by, here with BourbonStreetShots.com. So how's this? If I don't do an outro and play the outro music for Locked on Pelicans, can you guys clap me out on this? Like, we're going to start loud and then get a little bit softer as we go on? Yo, Jake deserves it, y'all. This yes, dude's busting does. out daily podcasts. This dude deserves it. It's the off-season. We're like Bust two days out. a week. But Bust yeah, when we hit the regular season, they're going to be five days a week again. That's I'm excited. Um, all right. So, also, it's a clapping for you guys. You guys yeah. showed up to this sort of thing. So let's hear it. Yeah. 
that thank uh, on behalf of the theater. Thank you all so much for being here. We do comedy shows here all the dang time. If you're listening to the podcast, like, come by and see a show at the New Movement. If you wanna uh, if you wanna tweet at me or email me, I uh, Chris Truth speaking here. I will. I'm happy to put you on the guest list for a comedy show here sometime. And, uh, and let us know when you want to see this happen again, because we are for sure doing this again, and we are very grateful. Plug the address again. Yeah, 2706 St. Claude Avenue, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I yeah, know. round of applause. Yeah. Round of applause, Jake Madison. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Yes. Yeah. Now I know what to expect. <laughs> Thank you all so much for coming out. We appreciate you. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Nicole, the tech booth. Round of applause again for all of you. Have a good night. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17